0: The curtain opens. The lights so up. Those first few notes—it's magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is Showtime. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Show Call. I'm your host Chad Allen. With me today is a uh, is a guy who's done personal touring chef work for Red Hot Chili Peppers and Florida Georgia Line, and he's been on the touring crew with Fleetwood Mac, One Direction, and Ariana Grande, and he's currently the personal touring chef for the band Pearl Jam. With us today is Sam Hallaby. How you doing, Sam?
1: Good. How are you, Chad?
0: Doing good. Yeah, so Tell us about, like, you know, you get these personal chef gigs where you're cooking directly for the artist. Walk us through a day in the life of Sam, you know, cooking for these bands.
1: Oh, God, where do I start? Okay, so uh, I guess I start with uh, the load-in. So right when I get to the venue, I, I, uh, you know, I find production. Production will show me where I'm going to be set up before uh, – They they tip the trucks before I, I I get all my cases. So we set all that up, and um, and uh, so they'll they'll show me my location. They'll um, they'll int- they'll introduce me to which is like my runner slash cooking assistant that's mm-hmm. local in every venue. And then I'll get together with them, and I'll ask them questions about which you know was where, the best uh, markets to go to. Um, where can I find certain things, and how yeah. far is the trip to go find these, you know, ingredients? Sure. And then from um, from there, usually I will be getting my road cases. So uh, okay. um, you know, after I, you know, once once I get my my road cases, I'll set up my kitchen really quick, and then um, usually I, right after that, I will go and um, talk to the accountant, the tour accountant. And, um, they'll usually give me some float, uh, mm-hmm. some, some money so I can buy all these ingredients and stuff that I need for, to, you know, to do the, the cooking for, for the, the band. Sure. And then, um, so then, you know, I, will take off, I'll, um, I'll have a, I usually have a, uh, a, a menu, already reset up, um, for that day yep. and, um, and I'll, you know, go, I'll go shop the stuff and. Hopefully I can, you know, hopefully, you know, where I go, I'll be able to find what I, you know, what I need to complete the menu. But sometimes, you you know, it, you know, like it's a lot of improvising. Like sometimes you don't have certain things that you need. It's not like a kitchen that you walk into and you yep. know that you got these ingredients there and mm-hmm. that, you know, you got this sink here where you can do your dishes and, So, uh, you know, so there, so, so it's a lot of improvising. So like, you know, you go out and buy stuff, you can't find something, you got to change the the menu. So, so, you know, you got to look out for that.
0: You rely a lot on that runner, right? Oh
1: yes, I do. I do. Without the runner, I can't do my shopping, you know, like they, they know the area. They, Hmm. they just take a lot off my boat. And not only that, like they, they help me, you know, set up and clean up and stuff like that too. Sure. Um, um, yeah, they're a big help. And then, you know, to be honest, some are better than others, but as long as they can get me to, to where I need to go to get my stuff, I, I can yep. manage the rest. So uh, if they have knife skill, that's even better because that makes my day a little easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if they don't really have that much skill in the kitchen and if they could just help me clean up and tidy up, and you know, uh, help me with some dishes and stuff
0: like that, that's yep. a huge help too. Yeah, for sure. And then you're going to shop for ingredients based on a menu that you create that's that's also based on like what, what the, what the band yeah, likes.
1: It's, yeah. It's, it's, so I like when I, when I first, you know, get with the band, I always ask them, um, some key questions to, to, right. to hone down on what, you know, their needs are mm-hmm. and what kind of diets they have and if they have any kind of allergies. So, and then I always ask them what's their, you know, top five favorite dishes. Yeah. And then from there I, I get this, you know, feeling of like, okay. I see how he likes to eat, and then you know sometimes they're they're vegan, sometimes they're uh yeah. gluten- free, sometimes they're paleo, and then it, you know it just goes from there, and then,
0: yeah.
1: um some bands, you know with like five artists, you know will they will, they'll all eat differently, so that's sure. challenging, you know, so mm-hmm. like now you got to prep. You know four different diets or three different diets and then the rest of the band will eat whatever you know so right. you, you know so I, and I and, and the way I make my menus too is, is, is I do it um, like I mean, maybe I shouldn't let out my my, my secrets but this is the <laughs> way I was most successful yeah in, in doing this is I always made it like a menu so a lot of there's other personal chefs out there that does the same thing for, mm-hmm. for artists and bands and stuff like yeah. that so but um they usually you know they'll 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 just have a few couple things that they're going to make that day and and that's what they get you know but from from me i've realized and and i've seen it you know like they 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 usually don't last very long they get tired you know not having very many options so i always i always when i do my menus i always do like a bunch of different options like like if you're going to a restaurant sure so i'll have like two proteins maybe three proteins a couple starches a bunch of different vegetables Mm -hmm. and like three sides that i always put on the menu and i always will do it where like some of them are gluten-free and some of it is um vegan and some of it's paleo so like there's always something they can choose there that that you know and then you know and i I go from there very cool so that's how yeah yeah definitely
0: and so they're they're eating pretty good huh i mean you're you're going to like some pretty good markets right
1: yeah definitely i go i try to go to the best and i try to do farms too like believe it or not if i can if they're like like one time we were in bc Mm -hmm. and the runner was like hey i know this farmer has great produce i was like yeah that's where you're gonna take me you know and we went out there and she took me out to this farm and i met the farmers took pictures with them it was it was awesome and you know, we talked and showed us. You know, he showed me his the, the produce and uh, everything he had. And and then he, and then that's what I mean by like improvising. Like, it's like at that point, I was like, okay, well, now the menu's going to change a little bit because I got this and I have, yeah, uh, you know, this squash that just got picked yesterday. You know, so
0: that's so very like, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so it's not. I
0: think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, I think that you know that's the most intriguing thing about being a personal chef on tours. It's it's, it's you get to see all these exotic.
0: I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's not just a backstage experience for you. It's right. an experience right. of you know the city. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know? Exactly. I, I get to you know a lot. Of, like sometimes we're in one city and we're there for that day. We roll in on a bus. We're mm-hmm. there for that day. we Do the show and then we roll out. We don't you know like most of the touring people don't even get to see the city. Right. You know, so, like, for me, I, I'm a little lucky in that way where, like, you know, I'm driving around and I get to see a little bit of the city and a yeah. little bit of what's going on.
0: Uh, well, that's very cool. That's an experience that, like, not even a lot of tour people get to have, you know, because yeah. when, when when most of the people on the tour get to the venue, they're they're there to, yeah, you know, there. build they're stage they and don't, they don't be in the offices leave. and, yeah. So when did this start for you? How long ago did you do your... Uh, what did you do your so, first show?
1: So my first show okay, so it's kind of a long story. So uh, I I you know, I started off doing motion picture catering out here in LA. I mm. live in LA and um you know, like and I hated it, you know, like there was no prep time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just like we got you showed up at at, at at the you know, at the movie set and it was you just had to get it done. You know, yeah. there was no planning or prep time or nothing. And, and it was just hard work. And you had to wake up like two in the morning to do it. So I, I went to Canada to study with this other chef. So, like, I left that. So I had that experience. Yeah. So I, you know, I went to Canada to live with a friend, a buddy of mine, um, and Dave Lopez. And he had a, a chef that was a friend. He was like, Hey, man, you know, I know you're trying to start a certain career and become a chef. And um, you, if you want to train with this guy, um, he's like a pretty awesome chef and he owns his own restaurant so i went out to canada to do that but mm-hmm. it, he wasn't paying me much i was like making peanuts you know i was like pretty much entering so luckily i met this girl and she was like hey i know this catering company i know you said you did catering yeah. and um and she turned me on to it and and it was uh called capers out in canada and we did all the local backstage catering and yeah. that's actually when i fell into it in 2000 um and that's and it was, it was weird because, like, I fell in love right away because, you know, we had to date and crap, and like, it, was, it was just a little different. And, uh, but what really captured me is that, you know, like, one day, I, I, this, this guy comes off of a tour bus, and I was sitting in the parking lot where the tour buses were, mm-hmm. and uh, he was wearing a chef coat. And yeah. I stopped him really quick, and I was like, whoa. I was like, you're you're a chef, and she was like, yes. And, I, and he was like, um, and, I, and I can't remember if it, was, if it was so long ago if it was Aerosmith or or one of those bands. So, but he was like, yeah, man, I you know I'm the the band's personal chef. I tour with them. And I was like, no way. Yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, that's exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I already had it in mind, like, okay, that's where I want to get to. So I kind of just stuck. And local catering. And then I came back. To, so I started in 2000. So then I came back to L.A. a year later or whatever. And, um, yeah, I ran into this guy named Wayne Foreman, and he knew a bunch of artists. Um, Are
0: you talking and, about Wayno? Uh,
1: for, Wayno, yeah. Yeah, okay. Wayno. You know Wayno. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, yeah. you know
1: Wayno. He was, yeah. he was a good friend of mine, too. Yeah. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing and stuff. And for some reason, when I first met him, I had bigger jobs and weren't going to pay me more. But yeah. something told me, like, stick with this guy. And, 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 you know, just a gut feeling. And, and sure. I did it. I stuck with him. I worked backstage with him for a little bit. And then finally he got hired to do Red Hot Chili Peppers as their personal chef. And then he convinced yep. them to um, to um, take an assistant. And mm-hmm. I'm actually the first personal chef assistant on tour ever. Now it's really? standard. Yeah. Now it's like almost a standard, yeah.
2: Wow. But there was I did not guys. know that about they
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to reach, they they actually created a position and I was the first person to have that position on tour.
0: Very cool. And is that how you segued into Pearl Jam?
1: Yes. So then eventually, you know, we got done doing the chili peppers and then, you know, he got Pearl Jam and, um, and then I was assisting through Pearl Jam. You know, I I started with Pearl Jam in 2008 Mm -hmm. and he was with us. He was Pearl Jam chef. Uh, 2013, um, and then uh, he ended up, you know, God bless, slowly ended up passing away. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was a big hit for everybody on tour, and you know, we all missed him. But you know, I kept on, you know, I lived his legacy, and I kept on going with, this, you know, what he did. And, yeah, and I, I've been with Pearl Jam ever since.
0: Um, you know, and I remember you, you know, not only Pearl Jam, you were with uh, Soundgarden as well, right?
1: Yes, I, I, I was, I was, I was blessed to like to go on to, um, well, it wasn't Soundgarden. It was a uh, temple of the dog and it was a very small skeleton crew that sure. they were taking. And, and I, I didn't think I was going to get invited on that, but, uh, yeah. but for some reason, thanks to, you know, Smitty and some of the people mm-hmm. that believed in me and, and, you know, it, uh, it was Smitty and Liz, Liz pulled for me a lot. Liz was, um, yeah. uh, Pearl Jam's production managers for many years. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had the fortune of the opportunity to go on tour with the Temple of the Dogs, yeah. and um, and that was before the tragic um, thing that happened with Chris Cornell mm-hmm. and and him passing away. And I was like, I think that was like three months before, four months before that happened. Right. So,
0: and wasn't that a short run? You know, and yeah, it w-
1: yeah, it was. It was it was just like uh, I think it was like three weeks. And but we what's only, like,
0: special about, about that is. Yeah, yeah. What's special about that is that's the only time they did any kind of a tour on that album that they did what twenty five years ago. Yes. And you yeah. got to be a part of that. That's really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel very fortunate that I was able to be a part of that. That's it, it was. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It was it was pretty cool. It, you know, it, it was a little it was a little difficult because I was uh I was you know doing dress rooms as well and yeah. the hospitality, band and hospitality, and being the chef. You know, like wow. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, there was not a lot of crew on that, that tour. So I did kind of like three jobs, but, <laughs> you know, but, but it was, it was, it was worth it. Yeah, like uh, it, to, to me, it was awesome getting the experience and, you know, doing that whole thing. And, and, yeah. and I think, um, it just elevated my career a little bit too. I, I, you know, I felt so, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good, good little run.
0: Yeah. What are some of the mistakes you've made, you know, coming up oh. in the beginning?
1: In the beginning Oh man. Well uh you know, I, th- I thought it was gonna be a lot more glamorous. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> that's that that's a mistake. common misconception. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a common misconception too and and, and it being up l- you know, a lot of hard work. Yeah. It's okay, you know. Yeah. I'm not, you know. Um, and but the biggest mistake I think is there's a couple. Missing bus call learning the hard <laughs> way you can't be late when you yeah. got bus called you got to be down there oh yeah and, you know
0: like 15 minutes deal. early what is this saying 15 exactly. minutes early is on time on time is late yes, yes. <laughs> yeah they're
1: waiting for you it's it's a big deal like, yeah. everybody needs to get to work and and then you know a lot of sometimes i've been oil spotted and i was like oh god it's yep. embarrassing because then you got to call uh you know when at back at back time there was no uber so i had yep. like find a
0: cab
1: yeah. and wait for them or like yeah. call a cab and wait for them and then they, and then drive you to the venue. And then you, you know, cabs were expensive and like, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, you're out $60. You <laughs> yeah. to to
0: it it happened to be once and luckily Uber was an option, but you got to right. do that walk of shame yeah. <laughs> into the venue. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you mentioned something I find funny, a term I find pretty funny, oil spotting. What is that?
1: So, oil spotting. I guess I don't. I don't. I, can't, I. I believe it's just like you know, they they leave you there, just like an oil spot on the ground. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the bus is gone, and all that's left is an oil spot there.
0: <laughs> that's so, pretty so funny. I, yeah. It's not funny in the moment. It is like so you're very much the oil spot. You yeah, know? Like it's super gut wrenching. Nobody cares. It's a yeah. like spot
1: <laughs> on the ground that got left behind, basically. So. Yeah.
0: So, aside from you know backstage being a glamorous place, what are some of the other myths that you've heard you know regarding what you do
1: uh, you know they they think it's like a big vacation, you know like yeah, and then a big party and like like it's this whole glamorous life, and you're hanging out with the band and you know mm-hmm. you're living yep. their life as well and and it's not you know, you know to be honest you you don't have their type of money, like, you don't have yeah. their type, they're not gonna, you know, like, you're not in their world, kind of, so, they're, you know, and, and most bands are nice, and they try to, like, you know, but it's it's not, like, what people really think, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of, you know, and it's starting to kind of be corporate, you know, it's not like in the 60s and the 80s, I always tell this to <laughs> people, like, dude, I missed out on the good times, like, yeah. like you know, when there was partying and groovies and all that stuff, like, I, I didn't get to mm-hmm. experience that because it was just all, it was all kind of, like, corporate and, like, etiquette, and that was, like, the other mistake that I learned the hard way was learning all the tour etiquettes, you know? Um, yeah. You know, like, all the office etiquettes, what to say and what not to say, and, and you got to be, you know, proper yeah. and pick up after yourself because you're living with other people on the bus. And um, you know, respect other people's space when you're on the bus, and you know, little things like that. You know, you can't leave your 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 backpack on a seat, yeah, because you know people need to sit down. You got to put it away on a junk bunk. You know, learning stuff like that. So, it's little things, learning curves that you had you had to learn. And and the other thing was just like, is like you know, not like being, you know, not. Partying so hard, you know what I mean. Yeah, Not coming to work like for sure. all every So like, oh, it's the worst. To to work, exactly. <laughs> so you know they fly you out there for a reason.
0: Because when do you? There. Yeah, when do you start? When does your typical tour day start? Like um, what time?
1: It depends. So when we're doing like when I'm doing the whole crew, mm-hmm. it, it will start at like five in the morning.
0: Yeah. But see, we're
1: doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So. And then with some, when I'm doing my personal art, like stuff with, like with Florida Georgia Line, they stayed on the bus in the venue. They toured with us. They didn't stay at a hotel, so I'd have to cook them breakfast.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: And then take it to their bus. But with like the bigger, bigger mega band, like Pearl Jam, they 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 didn't come to the venue till you know one o'clock to do sound check. You know, yeah. So then I'd do, and you know, I would call it pre-show. Yeah. You know pre-show meal and then after show meal. Okay. And those are the coolest ones for me because you're just worried about two meals and, um, you know, you're focused on just getting that pre-show meal. Yeah. Perfect and dialed in and then the after show meal, perfect and dialed in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a little bit better.
0: Well, and then, um, and so, so, you know, then, then your average day is over, you know, you've got your loadout, right?
1: Right yeah and then, so that's, that's that's the thing that's the hardest yeah. thing about being a personal chef on tour uh, or doing crew catering you're you're like one of the first ones in and one of the last ones out sure and um you know like after you know like like I said you're not walking into a kitchen and everything's there you know you got to build your kitchen, you get your cases, you set up a bunch of tables, you set up some right. shelves with the tables, you stack the tables and make them like shelves and stuff and um you start sitting. You lay. You lay out all your cables because mm-hmm. everything's electric. Like all our like equipment's yep. all electric. So, and then you got to plug into a distro. And so, in the end of the night, so you've done all this. You've gone shopping. You set up your kitchen. You've worked all day prepping. You fired off the menu. You got them their after show food. And then you think you're done, but you're not. <laughs> yeah. Now here comes the teardown. Cleaning yeah. up your equipment, uh, rolling up the cables, um, uh, putting away all your dishes, and wrapping it up so they don't break while you know it's in transit. And then yeah. Closing up all your cases, and then you think you might be done, but you're not. <laughs> then you gotta wait for your truck to get into the hole to the loading dock, and then you gotta, you know, so a lot of times you'll get help, sometimes you won't depends on the venue and you know what's going on and how fast you need to load out but sometimes you gotta you know like then i gotta go and push my cases and get them to the truck right and then your night's over but then it, you know and then it's still a little bit more work so like once your night's over you, you know get your cases in the truck and then you gotta meet up with the bookkeeper close out with them um yeah. give them their money and the receipts and then you gotta walk all the way to the bus <laughs> get your clothes yep. and then walk all the way back and then shower and what
0: time is this what, like around what so, time at night
1: but like around it depends on different bands so like yeah. with Pearl Jam it could be like they play long set sure. so after I get them their after show food and everything said and done it could be like one o'clock in the morning wow yeah yeah you know, with with crew catering it's a little bit easier I mean like, like not easier um earlier so you know we'll be done around 10 o'clock 11 o'clock
0: yeah so yeah wow and so so you know that's why i mean for me like i can't drink the night before a show because that that day you just explained is is can be exactly. you know on a hangover oh man oh yeah, yeah, yeah It can
1: be it can be brutal Can be brutal, and you want you know like like I said, they're flying you out there for a reason. They want you to perform. They want they need you to do a good job, so they can do a good job. You know, like sure. So I I didn't think my job was really that important, but they they, you know they they made it clear that man, your job is pretty important, man. If they don't eat, and they don't have that energy. you know they're not going to be able to play, and they're not going to be able to play a good show at you know. So it's it 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 all falls into place, and it's not it doesn't just end with me. It's everybody, the light guys, the sound guys. If they don't put good sound quality sound and they don't do their job right then the band can't do the job right
0: you right know? Yep. And
1: same thing with production and, and it's just and it's all of us and we all get together to make it all happen
0: yeah it's all about giving so, the the ticket the yeah. people that purchase the tickets a, a quality product
1: exactly exactly and, and it takes a whole effort the band it takes yep. you know all the tour people to get that quality product to the fans that, that paid a lot of money to go there, and and and, and, I, and I know, like maybe some bands, like I can't mention any names, but for some bands that I toured with, um, music groups, and it's not mm-hmm. really like the rock or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say this: it's a lot. It's it's some pop bands. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: they, they 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 they're just looking to make money, man. Yeah, and, and it's like show after show after show after show, and then they're just working their people, working their people, working their yep. people, and then they're just trying to. Get paid, you know. Yeah. But but with bands like Pearl Jam, and uh, uh, Fluid Mac, and you know, like even 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 um, Florida Georgia Line, even Florida yeah. Georgia Line, they they really wanted to put a good show out for people. Yeah. So they really made a strong effort to like do a great job. For sure. The fans.
0: Yeah. Man, what a day! And how many people do you think are on a tour like the size of Pearl Jam and an arena? Well, they do a lot of stadiums, but, you know, arena, yeah. stadium, tour, how many crew people on the tour do you think they have?
1: Well, you know... Or a tour it's that a size? Dif- yeah, it's a little different. So, like, um, it's a little different every time. It just depends if we're doing, like, arenas or stadiums, but uh, but it's usually around 60 to 80 people, and for the very small tours, like, uh, say, like a solo show, Eddie Vedder solo show, I, I, I was on... I was had the pleasure of going on one of those tours too, a few of them. But um, it's, you know, maybe like 13, 15 people. So just depending sure. on the show and the venue and yeah. the needs.
0: So what's your favorite city?
1: That's a hard one. I got a, I got a few, you know, Mexico City mm-hmm. was great. Yep. Um, Prague was awesome. Um, Perth and Melbourne. I, yeah. I, I would have to say like maybe, maybe, Melbourne or Perth and for two different reasons, you know, like Melbourne is just, um, you know, it was just like a, it had this like big city feel, it had everything you needed, like all these ingredients and, and all these cool exotic fruits. And, you know, um, the people were nice. They could speak your language, you know, you can, you can relate to them. Um, the scenery was great and they had like these awesome restaurants and pubs and stuff like that and beautiful beaches. And then um, Prague um, in Europe was uh, a really cool one too, and only because like when I first came to Europe, I had the misconception that that it's going to be like medieval times. I'm going to see castles
0: everywhere, yeah. <laughs>
1: right. like brick paved p- paved roads, and and it's not. It's pretty modern, like just like the, the states, you know? Yeah. Um, they you you still see a lot of older buildings on in a bunch of different spots, and which yep. that's pretty cool. But it wasn't like fully like you know like what I thought. It I envisioned in my head before I went to Europe. Um, but when I went to Prague, it was all paved stone roads and like castles and like old world century buildings and architecture Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So that was really cool. And that was really interesting. And it made me feel like, like I was seeing like an old part of history in the world, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I would say between those three cities, maybe maybe Melbourne was the the yeah. the, 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 the city that I'd, like I I'd enjoyed the most. Like I would actually move there if I had an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's very cool that this job allows you to, you know, travel the world. You know, you don't do you don't just do this in the United States; you do this all over the world.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Only with the uh, personal catering. Um, or mm. personal cooking for, for the artists that they, they, they take their chef, yeah. um, you know, on a world tour, uh, not so much with the crew catering stuff. So the crew catering stuff, it's all pretty much local. I mean, we go into Canada.
0: Sure. So yeah. Cause you, you gotta, you gotta get that stuff cross seas, you know, and, and when you're doing right. crew catering, that's a lot of, you know, ovens and all this stuff. You know, yeah, it's a yeah, lot to sure. lot to take when you got to cross seas. Some people yeah, do it, yeah, but yeah. you're right; it's not that's not very common.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not too common. I mean, I, there is some Euro- European companies that will bring their crew catering into America. Yeah. Um, but it, I haven't really seen. Uh, I think there was one crewing company, uh, catering company that did go out to Europe. Um, in the states.
0: Yeah. What's your uh, What's the favorite tour of yours?
1: hands down it's a toss-up between yeah. Pearl Jam and, and yeah. Eddie Vedder solo yeah,
0: right. yeah. Hands down. Eddie, Eddie yeah, Vedder like, solo I heard he goes to terrible like the worst places in the world right yeah
2: I mean <laughs> no, not, not the does. worst yeah, yeah like Hawaii <laughs> it's it's the Bahamas yeah. right it's the Bahamas not Hawaii yeah yeah, Ugh. yeah. so
0: then it's, very cool
1: yeah so and, and yeah it was pretty cool you know and things are a little bit like when you're just cooking for one guy and it's a solo show it's, yeah you know it's a little bit slower pace i had like with that too it was like temple the dog or i had more than just one job yeah you know I'd, I'd have to you know take care of the dressing room and do the shopping and do the cooking and yeah and, and you know to pretty much do the cleaning like so, with those personal ones, that, that same thing with the, the runner. Yeah. You don't got four runners, one for production, one for the chef, and one for the dressing room person. Sometimes there's like two runners, and they got to do the running for the whole.
0: Oh, my God. Show. And you, you got to swoop so in I, there when you can.
1: Exactly. So, I don't, yeah. So, I don't have their help. They can just go take me shopping, and then they'll come back, and then that's it. It's on me. Wow. So,
0: yeah. So, what's the most exciting part of your job? What's the thing you look forward to the most?
1: Um, just coming up with some cool freaking recipes, you know, like stuff that you don't, you can't find on the internet or any book or anything like that. And like some of the ingredients that, you know, that's just coming out and you're just finding (laughs) out for the first time, like in Brazil or whatever. I can't think of anything right offhand right now. I've got a little bit of a a thinking block going on right now (laughs) in the interview. but, um, But yeah, so I'm coming up with, you know, like cool ingredients. And then, you know, the people that I work with, um, yeah. some tours it's like oh, it's weird. It's they're click clickish, and you mm-hmm. know, you're just a caterer, and you know, you don't get treated that that well, yeah. And um, and that's usually in like I've never really seen it in rock shows, like it's weird. Like the older bands have been around forever that's already proven themselves, they're a lot nicer to their crew, yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, and so it's basically like like Fluid Mac when I was. Crew catering with them, they were like an awesome crew to get to know. Yeah, um, obviously Pearl Jam, hands down, yeah, coolest crew great, I ever met in my people. life. They're like, a, yeah, yeah. A great people. They're like, they're my family away from home when I'm touring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel that way. I hope they feel the same way. But, um, you know, it's yeah, the, and yeah, meeting that you know the people and, and it's in its a small world. It, yeah. And, in the touring industry, we we all think alike, like like. So now, during the pandemic, you know, for right now, I had to go find a job at a restaurant. They're more foreign to me, and he, and they live in the same city yeah. than the people that I tour with. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, um, it's a totally different world—the restaurant yeah. world and the backstage, you know, catering yeah. and cooking world. They're just two right. completely different things.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So if you had, um, if you had Gordon Ramsay setting in front of you and he said, show me your signature dish. What would Sam's signature dish be?
1: I got a couple of them. They're, they're very, they're kind of exotic and a little bit sweet yeah. and savory, but one would be a fig jelly chicken. Okay. Yeah. And that, um, and you know, it takes like, I make the sauce with, you know, a little bit of bacon fat, and white wine yeah. and, uh, and, you know, a bunch of herbs and fig jelly um butter you know what i mean yeah. and it's and it's sweet and savory and it's different and and, yeah. and, and, and like i've always had uh good reviews when i put that dish out because it's you know it's something like i said you don't you can't really find in and online or a recipe book and stuff like you know they don't nobody thinks to cook with like figs you know yeah <laughs> chicken and stuff like that but i you know me being a chef i kind of put one or one, two together i know like baking goes really good with figs so then I, you know, I've learned to make sauces with like, with, you know, with jelly or like, like, uh, golden raisins and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I just kind of figured it out in my head and did it, and it was really successful. So that's kind of one of my signature dish. And then, um, a citrus chicken, mm-hmm. just like the sweet citrus, um, with a little tiny cake, uh, chicken. And I, I do it with, uh, kumquats. Okay. Um, and, and, I'll, I'll slice up the conquats kum, really thin and it's really, Bitter, it has a really bitter skin to it, but super acidity in, in the middle. So um, to cut out that, I'll make that into a preserve, like a jelly, a, a preserve jelly or jam or, you know. And then um, from there, I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll kind of like what I explained with the, the, the fig chicken. I'll I'll go from there and you know, I'll add the white wine. Like I'll make my own uh, chicken stock and yeah. – Create a sauce for that, and then, yeah, and then I think one of my biggest ones is like I like doing a lot of fusion. Um, I'm Middle Eastern, and uh, my dad's from Lebanon, yeah. and my mom's Spanish Mexican, um, and I grew up in California, so I do a lot of like fusion stuff. So sure. one one of my signature signature things is like this fusion chimichurri or uh, fusion Mediterranean chimichurri. And so basically it's just, uh, chimichurri from, um, um, from Argentina. It's kind of, they're kind of, they're like their little salsa that they put on, on meat. So like, you know, really good cut steaks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but then I, 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 elevated it by adding a little bit of like mint to it. Um, cucumbers, avocado, um, some kalamata olives, it's very fine, tiny diced, uh um, uh, grilled bell peppers. Yeah. Um, so I put that Mediterranean twist into it a little, you know, so, um, and it's been very successful. Everybody always uh, loves yeah. it when I, when I make it. Yeah. It
0: sounds so, amazing. I think Gordon would yeah. approve. <laughs> yeah. So what was the last tour that you worked on before the, uh, the COVID-19 shutdown?
1: Um, that was, uh, Ariana Grande. Okay. Yeah.
0: When did that end for you?
1: Um, that ended two days before Christmas.
0: Oh, Okay. So okay.
1: yeah, that that was like to be honest, that was like the only tour that I've done that far into December. Like usually it yeah. ends like end of November and you got all December off, you know, you yeah. know, the touring industry. You know, we get we pretty much get December completely off.
0: Yeah,
1: A lot of people, but um and then, you know. But no, that that luckily that you know, I think that was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um because that kinda helped me save up a little bit more money to 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 handle this pandemic that we're going through. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of got lucky there a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there there are some people that aren't so lucky. I mean, you know, there's people that were you know really depending on that paycheck.
1: Yeah, that that there were there were a cool crew. Like the production was amazing. You know, yeah, like the production manager and uh, the production coordinator was were cool people. Um, so it was it was it was interesting though. It was yeah, it was it was a de- it was a decent tour. Very cool. Yeah, and then you know the 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 coolest one to be honest, like. Yeah. Ariana Grande. She was like the coolest person to the caterers. Like, <laughs> nice. So yeah,
0: Which, that's yeah. not very common. Yeah. I mean, not that the yeah. people are just jerks to caterers, but just they're they right. you are right. They can be a very forgotten about crew. Exactly. You know.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, hey Sam, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one more question. So, you know, if you had a government official in front of you. That's, that's making the decisions on this, you know, events being shut down due to the pandemic. What message do you have for that government official or those government officials?
1: I would, I would like for us to get the uh, vaccine first, since we are the ones that didn't work the least, have worked the least yeah. on tour. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not be able to do our tours, not be able to work. I mean, like, other professions, you know, like, say somebody that had an office job, for some reason they're not essential, yeah. they can find another office job that is essential, you know? Yeah. Like, um, or, like, like for me, I got lucky. You know, I'm more worried about, the, the like, the sound engineers and the lighting guys. Yeah. And that's all they know. Like, they that's all they've done all their life. They don't know anything else. And they can't just jump to, like, other other yeah. things you know I'll, i had the opportunity to go to the restaurants and stuff like that so for them, man they they really need to get back to work so like like yeah. you know and then they should help them a little bit more you know like a little bit more than other people's yeah they, i agree you know like you know like help them find jobs or something yeah. you know like have, have them do the find them help them find a job government job doing lights for some aircraft or something i don't know yeah. but you know like they, i just felt like our government at this time this administration is like Really disappointed, all of America, and and and, and yeah. you know, um, I, and I, and, you know, things really need to change, and I and I really think that we need to come together. Like this whole party thing is just crazy, yeah, out of control.
0: So you've got guys that have been doing this for thirty plus years that now nothing.
1: Yeah, definitely, and that's all they've known how to, you know, do. They've just that's gold. So for them to like go try to be some kind of mechanic or construction guy, like that, you know, like. Are scarce. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of jobs out there right now. Sure. Why would they have somebody that doesn't know how to experience it, you know? Yeah, well, they're the ones suffering the most. Like, and and and, and it's disappointing that the government's not helping them. I mean, we got the stimulus stimulus, and they have yeah. you know a little bit of the the unemployment, I but you know unemployment is not going to help them. Yeah. they the they, they damn yeah. yep. and they're
0: going
1: to lose it all. Yeah, and it's not their fault, and the government does not care. They yep. don't care.
0: It really feels uh, like that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it really feels that way, and and especially with the current administration, it just it just feels like they're in it for themselves.
0: Yeah. Like yep. they don't
1: really care about what Americans need at, and and at this time.
0: Yep. Like
1: It's just a disgrace, and and you know we need to like all come together as Americans to to make a change. We're I all agree. Americans. Yeah. I don't. I don't care, about Democrats, Republicans. You know, like, I just care about us being America yep. and yep. being well, be well off for our children and for 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 our mental state and health and 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 for our country. You know, so yeah. I, I, you know, if I if I was gonna say something to any of those guys, it's just to like wake up, get your head out of your fucking asses. I'm sorry for my.
0: That's, uh, that's all good man it's all good
1: and, and, and work for the people do your job and work for the people that's what your job is
0: yep yep so. well on that note man i really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview it was, it was a good talk cool. to you man
1: yeah definitely thank you for having me it was It was an honor that you even uh, thought of having me on your show
0: of course, man, of course, I think you've got a cool job. I think that you know hopefully we'll all be back at it again soon and and you know we're all gonna come back and you know uh hit it hard
1: awesome, awesome I hope so I hope so, but until then, man, take care yeah and um yeah, you know, keep in touch
0: yeah, you too, man. take care. All right, I think we were having a little bit of, of uh, cell phone reception issues there. Um, and then, and I think what Sam was trying to say was, uh, you know, you've got a lot of men and women in the industry that have been doing this for, you know, some for 30 plus years. Um, and it's difficult to just switch, uh, switch gears and go find another job just like that. You know, the mental toll that that takes. Um, so I do hope that, uh, again, these men and women get the, uh, the help they need to get through this. Um, so we can all go back to work once again. Thank you, Sam for, uh, for doing the interview and thank you everyone for listening to show call.
2: To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, go to WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. That's WeMakeEvents.org. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week.
0: makeevents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.